I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group, and I'm glad to have Raul Peralta with us today from ECS Limited. He's the Senior Vice President of ECS Southeast, and they're an engineering firm that does all kind of work for for manufacturers and helping economic development organizations and so forth. So, Raul, thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Why don't you just tell these folks a little bit about ECS and kind of what you all do? ECS is the, uh, the, the consummate um, practice of, of American business that they was started by individual from North Carolina, NC State graduate, uh, moved to Washington, D.C., and decided that uh, he wanted to do things on his own. He formed his own company, and 40 years later, we're 1,200 employees and 60 offices throughout the United States. Uh, we're divided into subsidiaries, so we uh, divide the country, and um, our mission is to not only provide good services to our clients, but dominate the markets that we serve. We do that by providing on-time and cost-effective solutions to issues related to economic development. And I know you're really strong in economic development. Matter of fact, we're recording this podcast uh, at the Southern Economic Development Council in New Orleans in early August, where I believe Raul is the chair. I guess maybe you're not in. You gave it away today, so now you don't have to do the hard work anymore. So, well, so. Uh, yes, uh, th- this is uh, part of the annual SEDC conference in New Orleans. Uh, I am the chair. Un- uh, to to not to correct you, but to make it clear, I am the chair until the end of this year. Oh, okay. So it doesn't end uh, at the meeting at the annual conference. It uh, goes uh, calendar year. So. so We've got a few more months to uh, to make good things happen. Well, I heard good things about the conference, so I think it was I think it was well received. And so, talk about kind of you know, let's say there's an economic developer out there that maybe inexperienced, just got into business. How can you help them figure out if you know this is a good site or not, or if they've already got a piece of property, get it prepared? Kind of walk through the different the different menu options you have to help those folks. Um, as we all know in this business, uh, having shovel-ready product is key. And um, part of that is doing some due diligence um, on a piece of property, in addition to, of course, having it under control and some of the other uh, components of having a, a site ready. But in terms of what how we help is we, will, uh, we can do a due diligence component of that uh, site, looking at uh, the environmental conditions of the site, 
Um, and then looking, of course, at the geotechnical components of the site in terms of subsurface conditions. And ultimately, not only do you want to get that site shovel ready, but you also want to determine how much of that site is buildable. Uh, there are things that impact that concept, like wetlands and rock outcroppings, etc. So ultimately, what you want to do is, you, let's say you have a 100-acre site, you want to see how, how much of that acreage you can actually build on. Then does your team become part of the recruitment team? So let's say an economic developer has a prospect that's coming, you know, in a week from now. Do they then call you? And uh, I'm sure they've got all your reports and studies, but how, how do you actually interact with their prospects to try to help them through that deal? Yeah, at, uh, at the risk of sounding self-serving, uh, that, that would be a key to being able to answer the questions related to the real estate. Uh, for example, uh, the last large manufacturing project that looked in the Southeast, we all know who that was, looked at several mega sites in North Carolina. We had done the due diligence on, uh, on all of those sites that were looked. In addition to that, we were um, brought into the conversation and actually gave the owners as well as their representatives, a tour of the sites to look at specific issues and um, what were challenges on the site and what were um, advantages related to the site. So uh, considering how strong you all are in the Southeast, a question I get asked a lot with the different stuff we do is, is what is too small of a site? So let's say a community doesn't have a lot of resources and maybe they've, they've filled up an industrial park and they want to go out there and, and try to develop another one. Uh, uh, if, if you had to give your advice on what's just what's just the minimum you need to start with, what would it be? Well, uh, the South is um, continuously looking for good property. There's no magical, there's no magic number. There's no minimum. It all depends on the size of the project and what's required. Mm -hmm. I would urge you to think more on uh, the infrastructure associated with that site and how it would relate to the to the sectors or the particular uh, customer or project that you're pursuing. Um, you know, we've worked on sites as small as 25 acres and as large as 2,000 acres. Obviously, those sites are, are better in tune for different uh, projects and different mm -hmm. sectors, if you will. Yeah, I was somewhere last week and they, and they only... They didn't have a hundred acre site. They had like eighty acres, and they were almost embarrassed to show it to me because they somebody had told them, "Well, that's not enough." And I said, "Oh yeah, eighty acre. Let's at least look at it." Yes. You know. Yeah. So you know, don't don't not think that if if you only got eighty acres that uh, because everybody hears mega sites and all, and sometimes maybe people think, "Well, we just don't have enough acreage here to to yeah. do anything." I think the key, if I may interrupt you, the key is how many of those acres are actually buildable. How, what can you do with an 80-acre site and what can you do with a 50-acre site? Mm -hmm. That's the key. And so uh, within the Southeast, what is kind of your territory that you cover? What do you all consider the Southeast? Yeah, we consider the Southeast, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, Louisiana, and Kentucky. And I, I mentioned those names not to leave anyone out because there are certainly more states in the southeast, but that is where our current footprint is, uh, with Louisiana being the latest office that we've opened. Uh, we just literally just opened up an office in 
Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know that. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Just, yeah, we want to serve this market, and there's certainly plenty of opportunities in the state of Louisiana. And I say this not just because I'm here, uh, but the state of Louisiana is a very active state and very pro-business, which is wonderful. We uh, and I, and I think you'll do well here. We we recently did executive search for the World Trade Center in New Orleans. Well, everybody that's on that board are the ports up and down the river and, and ECD. And so we, we got familiar with some of those sites and, you know, we're running out of river. There's still some river land, but it needs to be developed. And like you said, you got to figure out what's buildable. So I'm glad to hear, yes. I'm glad to hear y'all are doing that. Have y'all participated in any of the state or utility uh, site certification programs or uh, what would you advise for folks if they want to, if they want to go through something like that? We, we do participate in those quite heavily. Um, it is our, it is our uh, intention to uh, help early on in the process get product ready. Um, every state has their own version of what a certified site is. And even within states, there are different programs that are utilized to uh, market sites and market them as being shovel ready. Uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest component of a successful site certification program, in my humble opinion, is use some common sense with a budget that you may have available. Uh, there is such a thing as overspending um, for, for minimal return. Um, let's not forget, this is part of a, a marketing program for sites. So we, we recognize and we are always encouraging people to be smart with their budgets and the amount of work that's being done on a site, knowing that uh, within a certain amount of time, some of that work may be out of date and may have to be uh, updated. So you all do the environmental and geotech. Do you any uh, do anything? I've been to some sites lately, and they'll have kind of renderings and where they can put. Do you guys do any of that, or you have partners? I'm sure that if folks ask you, you can bring in. We do bring in partners more on the civil engineering side right. uh, to to lay out uh, the site and what's found. Again, with the ultimate focus being on what's buildable. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have through your SEDC connections for economic developers? Uh, seems like now there are so many training programs and conferences. I get asked, hey, which one should I get involved with? I always recommend SEDC because it was so helpful to me. So talk about, in your opinion, and why those, why those events are important. And uh, uh, There are several reasons. Uh, one would be career advancement or career development. Um, I think ultimately uh, the content is valuable in terms of developing additional skills and uh, understanding what's coming down that's going to impact. For instance, this year's SEDC conference, uh, the title of it was Brave New World with a specific emphasis on what's coming down the pike and what is going to be disruptive in the uh, economic development practice. Uh, last but not least is the networking that takes place uh, during these conferences. There's, so there's a, a technical production that goes into it, but let's face it, we all recognize that networking and making those connections, whether uh, you are a competitor of another local community or whether you are a service provider as we are, uh, the networking is a key component to, to this practice. Well, and you know, automotive is changing. And of course, in the South, we have so many people, well, 
with, with big automotive plants and it's been so important to our growth and with electric cars coming and you know that that, that whole game is changing so i think you're right to to, to, yeah. to, to make a conference figure what's coming next yeah. and what might disrupt uh, what might disrupt the market it's funny you should mention that because as part of this conference that we just completed we had an hour-long panel with three experts, one from Toyota, one from Daimler, and one from the Clemson University um, Automotive Center in, uh, in Clemson, South Carolina. And they all talked about the, the changes that are coming to those vehicles that we, that we won't recognize them in, in, in certainly 10 to 20 years with electricity and connectivity and share writing and all kinds of concepts that, uh, that as we as economic developers in, in local communities and states need to prepare for. Well, that's happening right now. I was in a community recently with one of the big OEMs. I won't say which one so that it doesn't, it doesn't come across anyway, but uh, they're already having their suppliers transition some of the parts they're making into uh, fitting some of the electrical vehicles. So right literally as we speak, you know, it, it's kind of changing their supply chain. They're, they're doing it slowly, but over the next few years, they're going to change their supply chain. And so the community I was in, you know, said, hey, we got to get our arms around this yeah. and figure out what this is going to mean to us. Uh, if, if, I might, if I may add to that, um, we are always looking for trends, as I know economic developers are. And currently, I would suggest that the trend is logistics and just-in-time delivery. We have found, because of what we're working on as I speak to you, that manufacturing of batteries or battery plants are the, will be or have the potential to be the next wave of manufacturing projects that will look through the Southeast, uh, looking to be able to provide those batteries to, this, to these electric cars that are coming our way. If we, if we get you to put your ECS hat back on, um, can you guys do, uh, what is your menu, I guess, of pre-diligence? Let's say a community is looking at three different pieces of property. Uh, can they hire you to come in and help them figure out which one's going to be easiest to develop, uh, you know, without uh, spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to do testing? I guess what's kind of, if a community doesn't yet own the property, but I'm sure you have something where you can advise them, hey, property B is better property. How, how does that work for yeah. you? Well, first, let me say that we are always, whether it's signed or uh, or not signed, we're always working as if we are an, under an NDA. So uh, many times we, we see the challenge that we're working for the same project in different sites. So we, uh, we, we utilize the power of an NDA to make sure that we don't violate the confidentiality that's involved. Um, our services include really looking at a, at a site and determining what the risk is and then minimizing that risk. For instance, if there are wetlands on a site, well, the, the risk is the wetlands, but it's not an impossible mm -hmm. thing to overcome. We just have to find a way that it doesn't take years to get a permit and that we can take that, again, we'll use a theoretical site, 100 acre site, and place that building where you can minimize the impact, not only of the wetlands, so we can all be good stewards of the environment, but also minimize the impact on the, on the uh, budget and the cost that the client needs to stick to. 
Well, now that you got office in Louisiana, you know, we got floodplains and we're sitting here four feet below the sea probably where we're at right <laughs> yeah. now. So that geotechnical is going to be highly, highly important. And uh, we've done some work recently up in East Kentucky on some old coal mines. And, you know, that geotechnical is just so important. So this is such an important step. Uh, is there anything that you'd like for me to ask you that I didn't that you'd like to share with the public about, about ECS, or SEDC, either one? Well, we've talked a lot about SEDC, and that's a, an organization that's near and dear to my heart, having served as a chairman for this for that this year. But I'll also tell you that we are heavily involved in the local state organizations, and we urge all that are listening to certainly look at those organizations and become a, a, a viable member of them, uh, and then look at SEDC as one way to sort of spread your wings and uh, in a very friendly manner, uh, look and see what your neighbors are doing and learn from, from the good things they're doing and learn from the things that maybe are not working so well. And you all are strong. I mean, you're at a lot of economic development conferences. You've got a good team there that knows what they're doing. So, so if you're listening out there to us, folks, and you're thinking about a new site or you're thinking about doing diligence on your site, you can find a lot of the ECS folks at, at your next state conference or SCDC or so forth. Uh, why don't you give these people your contact a webpage in case they want to learn more about you? Uh, you can find our website at uh, ECSLimited, L-I-M-I-T-E-D.com. All right, thank you, Rose. Anything else you want to share with our audience? Love the South. Let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it friend, uh, friendly for businesses, and we'll all be successful. Well, thank you. Glad thank to you. have you in New Orleans, and proud to hear y'all open office here. Thank, thank you. you. A special thank you to Younger Associates for recording, editing, and publishing this podcast for us. I encourage you to visit their website at younger-associates.com.